0: Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Penny. And I'm Beck,
1: And we'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today, the Wadawurrung people and the Wurundjeri people, and we pay res- our respects to their elders past and present.
0: And for today's episode of Language Chats, we are very excited because we have a guest joining us, and she is a Language Lovers AU member, which we're always so excited to welcome to the podcast, Natalie King. It's great to have you on the show. Oh,
2: thank you very much. um, I feel very privileged to be here.
0: Yay! Before we, um, you know, dive into all the juicy questions, we know that you are a language lover from way back, do you want to give us and people listening a little bit of kind of insight into what languages you are into?
2: Okay. Um, I'll start off by just saying I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky to be an early retiree, so I have a lot of time on my hands. Um, my language journey has just really kicked off in the last couple of weeks Seven years. Um, having said that, I uh, I started learning languages at school. I did uh, Latin and German at school, but I uh, enjoyed them, but uh, didn't really take them anywhere after school. Although I probably should have. Um, fast forward oh, fifteen years later, um, I was a, a mother with four children, and um, I applied for a job. And uh, the job said to me that um, if I had had Japanese or Mandarin under my belt, it would increase my chances of getting the job. So I said to myself in three months, well, I'm going to learn Japanese. And um, being a stay-at-home mum at the time, I uh, sat myself down and studied flat out for three months and managed to um, attain a level with the University of New South Wales for Japanese to help me get that job. So that was my first real oh. venture into learning a learning language.
1: That's wonderful. How
2: could Yeah, it, it was a great opportunity. I used the language a lot in the job. Um, it was a lot of the same sort of repetitious language, but I never really nutted down conversational skills. And uh, if you can imagine back in 2001, and like the year I, or 2002 was the year I did that. You know, there was not much internet. There was um, not much available in the learning, you know, in the way the methods to learn. I, I went to... Um, I think it was Harvey Norman in the time and bought a a box with rosetta stone on it. And that was the way I learned the language. Um, But I never really mastered it. I thought another 15 years, um, my husband and I decided to retire and start travelling. And I thought, well, I've got a lot of free time on my hand. What better thing to do than start learning languages? So I started on French. Um, And now I'm in the world of internet, Um, being able to do conversation exchanges, Instagram, you know, learning so much and using the resources available to learn. Um, I studied French. I became good at it fairly quickly or conversational in it, it, I should say, fairly quickly. Um, And then um, we came back from travelling. We were travelling through Europe and, you Husband decided to go back to work for a little bit and we went to Perth to live. And my family was over in South East Queensland. And and then, of course, COVID hit and we were locked up in Perth. So I thought, well, um, I should go and do a university degree. And what do I like doing? I thought, I like doing languages. So I enrolled into um, the University of New England Armidale, which has a great online program. And uh, I started with a depart- um, sorry, Bachelor of Languages. Uh, with a French and an Italian major. So that was really the start of my language learning. And I just fell in love with learning languages. Um, um, I graduated from that degree uh, in December, um, just last year. And uh, this year, um, I've continued on with Mandarin at UNE and also um, Turkish because I have a love of language. So, yes, I'm very busy. Fantastic.
0: Wow, what a what a list of languages. Honestly, that's yeah. amazing and is spanning all the different continents as
2: well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it, 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 I, I love them all. I, and I can't say that there's one I love more than another. They all deliver different things, different challenges. Like children. <laughs> yeah, like children. Yeah, exactly. I have four. Um, yeah, um, yeah it is. And, and you have a different passion for each of them. And uh that's something I certainly have. And it's only included you know, you listen to other uh, language learners um uh in their podcasts or and like your podcast and uh, other people, you know, listen to Benny Lewis and Steve Kaufman and all these people and you realise it's possible. These people can do it, I can do it. And that's that's yeah. what's really motivating.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Natalie, I'm so I'm so inspired by you. I um <laughs> and I feel like I have so many questions for you too. So it's lucky we've got this time to this time to chat. Um firstly, I wanted to ask when so you were telling us about how you learnt you learnt Japanese very oh, I guess very quickly, or at least yeah. got the basics of it very quickly, uh-huh. um, for that job. Um, and then now you can obviously get the benefits of of all that we have available to us on the internet that that makes language learning a very very different kind of Absolutely. landscape, Absolutely. I suppose, in terms different. of in yeah. terms of what we can what we can do and what we have available to us in terms of resources. How, when you look back now, at the time you're learning of Japanese, say you know many years uh-huh. ago, or even at school doing Latin and and German, how do you think that learning those languages back then best informed you to then move into this later time in your life where you've taken on many other languages but had so many more resources at your disposal? Do you think that there were there were habits or things that you learnt at a time when there was less technology available to assist that then really, I guess, gave you probably a more of a running start when you came into these other, learning other languages uh, that, that's now? That's
2: a really good question because I, I think a lot of my uh, enjoyment in language, and I know this is very different from when you, you listen to Benny Lewis and having last week and uh, the speed but learning Latin at school made me really focus on grammar and um, mm. I was... I loved it. I really loved it. It was very, very mathematical, very analytical, and I enjoyed the grammar side. And so my approach to language learning has always been looking at grammar. When, when I started with um, Rosetta Stone, and I don't know if you're familiar with it because it's a bit of an old-fashioned way now, but Rosetta Stone, they call it an immersion pro- um, project sort of thing. Um, and but I just couldn't let that go. I was immersing myself, as they, as they say you are, but you're not really. But And I had to keep analysing the grammar. I had to keep saying, why is this ending here? Why is that there? I don't understand. So then I would nut it out further. So I find I nut things out you know, pretty well to get a, a good sense of it. Also studying at university, it's very academic and... um as much as I loved my degree and I loved my studies, it's not the ideal way to learn, to become conversational. And I think now that's my goal. So my early learning helped me to um, focus on grammar and more of the analytical side. My learning in the last seven years, not counting university, has forced me to focus on being brave and Forcing myself into conversations, and I can thank the Ben Lewis, um, you know, mode and the way of doing it for making me get out there and you know and, and have conversations, and that's helped me become conversational.
1: Yeah, fantastic! I love that. It's that like, that being, I guess, being brave is a really great way to describe it because I think there is there is so much courage in just that mm. like deciding to to try and to and to build the confidence to be able to have conversations with people even though you're, you know, you're still learning. Um, and, of course, for anybody who hasn't listened to um, one of our earlier episodes, the first one that we had in 2023, um, then you can go back to episode 81 um, and listen to our chat with Benny Lewis. We'll pop a link to that in the show notes.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it is a completely different way of learning, but I must say that this type of learning has taught me uh, but with so much more joy and satisfaction and learning and friendships, I've got French, friend, friendships with people all over the world. It, it, it's been fantastic. I'd be lost without it, my conversations that I have with my friends overseas.
0: So you mentioned just before that you're back at uni. You graduated last year, but yeah. you're back at UNE and you're doing, was it Turkish and Mandarin, Chinese? Was yeah, I'm doing the a,
2: a diploma of modern languages in Mandarin, Yeah, I'm in the third year.
0: Of that. Oh great! Um, so the two languages concurrently.
2: Um, yes, well, I've graduated from French and Italian, and my French and Italian is probably at a B2 C1 level. So I'm really, oh, I'm, I'm really quite confident and happy with that. My French was a lot better, but I haven't been able to keep it up. I, ha- I haven't been able to keep it up as much as it was maybe say a year ago. So, but I try to have conversations, not as many as I would like. Um, but I revise my vocab and grammar every day, every day. I, wow. I always, even you know, with my, you know, my languages, I finished with. And this year my focus, day is on my Mandarin and my Turkish. So, um, oh. yeah.
0: And, and how are you, now that you've kind of got these four languages that are in your rotation, uh-huh. kind of the recent rotation, how do you manage them all in your mind and in terms of you know, how much kind of effort do you give to the ball and are you doing different things for the different languages that you're maintaining and actively studying?
2: Yeah, um, it's hard. It's really hard. But I'm I'm lucky I'm not short of time. Um as I said, my husband and I are working with diaries. I have a lot of time. We can travel. Um we're either living in Europe or at the moment New I South South Wales, traveling around. Um, so I spend a lot of my free time with my languages and, and that includes doing um, pedantic things every day that also bring me a lot of joy and that's my flash card. You know, once you get yourself down that flashcard hole and you've got thank you cards lined up all over the place and <laughs> another group called Mosalinga, like every night I can sit up and like, oh my, I haven't finished my cards, I haven't finished, so like, I have set routines every day of things that I do. Um, I, I try to have conversations every week. Um, at the moment, I'm having more conversations in Mandarin and Turkish. I have a my my Turkish teacher lives in Turkey, and um, um, so I connect with her once or twice a week. Um, but going back to Union uni starts next week, I may have to drop that back to once a week. So things sort of fluctuate and change. Um, we're also living in Italy at the moment. So I have an opportunity to practice my Italian more when we get. We'll be back in Italy in two weeks, so oh, I'm hoping that that you know immersion will help me, help me keep my Italian alive. And uh, yeah, so everything's different. It, 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 it things like and it depends on the language too. Like you know, Mandarin. I probably spend at least an hour today on my um, my characters. And you know, if you didn't have that, like you don't have that in other languages like French and Italian, that could free up another hour that you could be doing with grammar or conversational skills or other things. But that takes like a big part of the day. So some languages, even though I would, I, Mandarin is slightly harder, but don't anyone ever be overwhelmed by it? It's just you know,
0: or put off? No, not at all.
2: <laughs> you just have to spend. You know, there's an hour probably I spend a day writing my, my hands together to get them. You know, up to speed, and I've probably got twelve hundred under my belt. So, you know, it takes a lot of time to keep revising them. Uh, so, you know, every language just takes different different mm.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? About you know the different things you need to focus on for different languages, especially if you're learning a character based language. It's a whole, yeah. you know, kind of it's extra yeah. extra thing to yeah. to add into the mix. Yeah. Um but just as we love flashcards, because um <laughs> that helps <laughs> enormously I'm guessing with um, you know, the learning of characters and, and things like that. So
2: it does. I use an output setup and um that's fantastic. But again, it suits my personality because um, it sets me so many to do a day based on um, uh, what do you call that? Just time repetition, whatever it is, you know, like space repetition. That's mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and it works on the space repetition. Which ones I'm getting right? So each day it sets me so many to do, and that's the same with my I, I use another. Um, card flashcard um, app called Mozilla which I love, 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 love. I started with I've never,
0: I've never used it. Yeah, uh, do you recommend it?
2: I do, it, but I'm on an old program with it. They now have a monthly rate one, which is probably a lot better. But I'm just happy with the one that I've got. So it's been oh. seven years ago, but, uh, but yeah, no, I do spend a lot of my day on it, and um, it takes up a lot of my time. So that's how I managed to keep it all at Bayard. It's amazing. Um, it's how do you find the, I know you
0: mentioned before that the university study is, is you know, it's academic because yeah. of the nature of where you're studying, who's teaching you, the information that you need to absorb to, to um, you know, get your diploma, to get your degree. Yeah. Yeah. How do you find, how do you balance, I guess, with, you know, knowing about, you know, the other methods of, you know, conversation and putting yourself out there and being the idiot that, you know, Benny Lewis always encourages us to be with that academic kind of mode of of learning?
2: Look, it's almost like completely two different disciplines. Um, You know, I I did the university degree from a challenge point of view. I thought, well, it's something I never did do when I left school. So I thought, well, let's do it now. I have time on my hands. I didn't really go into it thinking, oh, well, this will help me learn a language. Well, no, I should correct that. This is going to help me learn to speak a language. And it doesn't help to learn to speak a language. It it nuts down grammar. You become proficient at writing an essay in French about a certain subject. And, you know, I wrote probably three to four essays in my time in French. And I wrote three to four essays in Italian, maybe even more. I can't recall them now. But... It, it really helps you get into the culture of the language and the understanding of the way they do things. So it's a really deep, deep academic study of the language. But at the end of the day, and our classes are online, of course, um, you don't really get a lot of opportunity to speak. So I had to back that up in the in the um, conversations of my own that I had already started with my friends and so forth. And when you would hear other students saying, but my speaking is so bad, I I can't, you know, I haven't got those conversational skills. Um, Occasionally, you could get a chance to maybe, you know, advise saying you really need to do something outside of university if you want to um, improve your conversational skills. So it really is like two completely different disciplines when it comes to learning a language. It depends on what you want to do with the language. But I have no regrets. I loved, loved my degree. Um, but I, um, you know, it's just a lot harder than you think it is when you want to learn to be conversational.
1: It's really interesting to hear you talk about the differences between the different ways of oh. learning because I think for a lot of people out there, um, and if you're listening to this episode and, and you feel this way, then please let us know, um, but I think that there's this kind of misconception um, and possibly it's something that comes from an academic way of how we consider languages being learnt at school, that oh. doing something like a university degree in a particular language has more value um, like, more more communication value um, than, than just learning it by talking to people um, or learning it to get to conversational levels. And I think some people yeah. think that, like, that will be the way that they will learn it. If they think, oh, if I can't do it properly, if I can't do it formally, then it's not enough. But, of course, they're completely different systems, as you said, like doing a oh, formal study at a university or through some kind of school schooling type system is structured and has different objectives and aims to somebody who just says I really want to learn Italian because I want to be able to speak with a bunch of friends or because I want to be able to you know go and live in the country and socialize with people um I guess the objectives of those two different ways of of doing things is
2: different Absolutely, and uh, you know, if someone was coming to me tomorrow to ask me, you know, what is the best way to learn language, um, I would certainly say, well, what do you want to achieve from that language? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. want to be conversational? Do you want to have a, you know, do you want to, do you want to be able to write essays? Do you, you know, or, or get a job where you're working as a translator, which would just you know, require the degree or things like that. So it all depends on what you want from the language. So I, I must admit, I thought the same way when I started my degree. I thought this is really going to help me become fluent in uh, French and Italian. Well, it didn't really. It helped me master the language and understand more in depth than the other things. But it it didn't really help for my fluency in the language at all. Mm -hmm. Well, not at all. just didn't, you know, it didn't add to that that side of learning a language.
0: So you mentioned before that you are travelling and Mm -hmm. that you are on your way back to Europe in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. does, does the languages that you are learning or that you can speak influence where you travel or is it <laughs> is it completely not <laughs> not related? <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think
2: it's the other way around, actually. Um, we initially chose French because we, we were going to be spending and, and we, um, uh, well, I, I, the way that we travel is in a boat, so we bought a boat in France, and we were going to be spending a bit of time in France, and our, our original goal was to sail the boat back to Australia, we still might do that, and I thought, you know, what language would help me the most? Now, probably Spanish, because, you know, Spanish is spread all over the but then I thought, no French, I'll, I will be in France for a month, um, and then we'll be travelling through um, some French countries in the Caribbean, and then there's French mm. Polynesia, and I thought, you know, French would be a really helpful language, so that motivi- motivated me to start French Um, and I thought it would be a lot easier and quicker than it was. Italian a little bit more heritage based Um, you know uh, I I sort of thought it was more of Italian roots, family wise and it appealed to me Um, the the Turkish was an interesting choice Um, we had had our boat based in Turkey for a year and we lived there over last winter and I thought well one thing I missed a lot with my French and Italian is no immersion opportunity you know i wasn't in the country and i thought here am i i'm going to be in turkey for nine months what better way to learn a language than to be able to have that possible immersion experience so i thought okay this is what i'll start learning turkish see if i like it turkish is what they call um, and i'm probably going to pronounce this differently, and a lunatic language which is very similar to japanese they have um, suffixes at the end of the verb to change the meanings of the word so you can have really really long words so the structure of it with the verb at the end of the sentence is very similar to Japanese mm. so I, I sort of like that straight away and my teacher came to the boat once a week and we had lessons this is the first time I've had lessons with a teacher as such um, from the start and I just fell in love with it and she told me a really interesting story she said to me you know Natalie uh, 10 years ago, I rode a bike from France to China with my husband. It took her seven years, I think, to ride this bike. And she said, and it was a great adventure. And she said, but you'll never, she said, from when we got to Serbia, we, I could be mutually understood. There was this level of mutual comprehension because the roots of obviously Serbian or some sort of Turkish language is there in Serbia. She said, all the way to the west of China, where the Uyghurs are. She said, I had a mutual comprehension. We could understand ourselves in Turkish. And I just love that. I thought, yeah. you know, that, that, it's not just Turkish. You know, learning this language gives you this really broad scale. and not that I think I'm going to be traveling through the stars, but I really like the fact that it is a lot broader language than I thought it was too. And I fell in love with her. So, you know, that that's another reason why I stayed with it after I left Turkey.
1: Beautiful. Amazing. Oh, God, your your travels just, I am so jealous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, at, I'm at that window in my life where, you know, you, you, uh, uh, I can't be idle. I can't sit still. I have to do something. And this is just something that I've just got my claws into is learning languages. And I love it. I just love it. And... It my day. It brings me a lot of joy. Um, I have to say, having my conversations with my friends, um, you know, brings me a lot of joy. Uh, I, I remember the, the the first day I had a 30-minute conversation in French with my um, my very, very good friend now, still who lives in France, and we do a conversation exchange. And the very first time I got to it, we did 30 minutes in English and 30 minutes in French. And her English is a lot better than my French. And the very first day a couple of years ago when I got to 30 minutes conversation with her in French, I was chopped. It was such a highlight in my day. And I just thought that was the best. You know, and, you know, so and it still does to this day. When I some days you don't have such good days, some days you think, Oh, this is hopeless. And other days it's like, Wow, I can do this or I know I can improve, you know, I know that there's I, I just know that there's a way to improve and it it's going to get better. And that's what I love about it because, and I, I, and I really love it when I listen to things like people help me, you know, for It's the mm. journey. It's not about the end result. I don't need to be at a certain level. But it's the journey of learning all the time and learning a bit more and getting better each time too is what I love.
0: Because you've had these learning experiences, you know, as a, as a teenager at high school and then um, as an adult with Japanese and then again with French and Italian, do you think now with your focus on Turkish and Mandarin, you're coming at it with this, you know, I'm a language learner from way back. I know what I'm doing because even though they're challenging languages and, you know, they are, (laughs) um, I can break it down and I've got the, Kind of knowledge behind me to know that I will get there eventually. Does that is that in the back of your
2: mind? Yeah, you know, it's it, it sort of uh, it, it's hard to say because sometimes I think, maybe no, you've got so much in your head now. <laughs> is there room for another language? You know, <laughs> yes. that, 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 that sense <laughs> off? you know, but it seems to stick. Eventually, it's like I remember when I first started learning a language, and I thought I'm never going to learn all these words. And, and yet, if I tried to have a conversation in Japanese today, it would be really rusty it would, because I've let that go. But I do follow a few Instagram pages where occasionally I see some, you know, some things pop up and I go, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. of course that how you say it. So it sort of stays there and sticks there, which I think is remarkable. So when you, when you listen to people who are the polyglots of the world and you think, well, they can do it, and they keep saying, well, it's not that hard, you've just got to do it, um, uh, you, you sort of feel that you could just keep going. Having said that, I, I don't know if I have another language dealing but um, I, I'm very happy just to, to be able to stay conversational on these languages, I think. Sure.
0: <laughs> well, that was going to be another question, actually. Mm. You know, if if, you know, you did find space in that mind, mm. where do you think... You would be tempted to go you, to.
2: Show. I would probably be tempted to pick back my Japanese, and because yeah. uh, I've got a good foundation there, so I know a lot of that would come back to me. Um, uh, I'd have to be confident though that I could keep five of them sustainable because I wouldn't want to lose the other four. And if I could do that, I would do that. That's not to say I, I wouldn't like dabbling in other languages. Uh, whether I could, uh, I don't know. You know, I'd love to look at my German again. There's a lot of German I know and I, I, I have loads of English with German and I've probably got 2,000 words in that that I know and Spanish I've dabbled in. But I, I don't think I'd have the energy to spend any more time. And I, I don't know whether um, that's probably, I don't know, to my husband to spend more time <laughs> doing more languages, you know, because I spent so much time doing it now. Um, but it does bring me joy, I suppose, as long as those languages. Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, but I'm always tempted, oh, I wonder what Arabic would be like, or I wonder what mm. this would be like, or, you know, I, d- I don't know. I really don't know. But at the moment, I'm very content with what I'm doing. And I, 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 I want to get through this um, I want to get through this uh, diploma in um, uh, Chinese that I'm finishing at the moment. Uh, I also have, um, and I think this goes back to the the Latin, when I did Latin at high school, is that um, I I did uh, four subjects of linguistics in my degree, and I loved it. I I love this whole looking at it from a scientific point of view and grammar and structure and the way languages work and the evolution of languages and the way we use languages. And I'm really very, very interested in from linguistics also. So they go hand in hand. A lot of people think, you know, if you're good at languages, you're good at linguistics. If you you do linguistics, you're studying languages. They are quite different. Um, that um, that both sides interest me a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know where i put my energy into it, but I'm I'm just so happy to have my my friends and the people I talk to. And you know, my my friend's living in France. We've been to stay with her three times. We, we're going back to stay with her in a couple of weeks. So they start first before we go to Italy. I have another gentleman who's 80 who I do language exchange with who lives in France, and he's amazing. And he's juggling two languages. So. You know, i would be lost where I've spaceships too that I have that I have online. And that's um, wonderful.
1: So it's yeah. oh, really nice. I know, it absolutely it is.
2: <laughs> Oh, well, I, I I take my hats off to other people who are studying languages, and I had lots of other parents, mums um doing my degree with me and they're juggling families and try to do their degree in French and everything else and I just think wow I no, I never did that. Well I did with the Japanese but I was yeah but I was home. Or children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just amazing. But I wasn't working at the time so I was able to focus on it But, um, yeah, I take my hat off to people who are doing this and they're juggling families too. So at least I have that um that that the time up my sleeve to do things.
1: So, it is. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. fantastic. I think having having oh, the time yeah. and and also being so yeah. passionate about languages as you obviously are, just what a dream, um, and being able to combine that with with travel as well.
2: Oh, I think so too. I, I think so too. I think I'm very lucky. I think I and you know I I think the opportunities we have now with the internet and what you can do and what you can learn and what you can do opposed to, it's just a rabbit hole you can go down and just never come out of, and uh, that's a little bit scary too because it, it becomes quite addictive. But it, it's also very absolutely exciting, so very much rewarding. potential.
1: Now you've mentioned yeah. a couple of um you've mentioned yeah. a couple of resources that you like to use um just along the way as we've been mm-hmm. talking about some of your some of your learning. What would you say maybe your kind of top mm-hmm. maybe top three or four um resources for different languages that you've used or that you currently use um, just to, to share with I guess maybe some other learners out there maybe some things they should try if they haven't tried them yet um, or maybe it'll be things that they already use and they and they agree
2: <laughs> mm, okay um, uh, you know I uh, um iTalk is fantastic um, for connections, finding people that you can connect with and perhaps teach you and have some lessons with and do exchange with. I'm a very big fan of um, a site called Conversation Exchange. I, I've met a lot of friends here there and Conversation Exchange is almost like a... For want of a better word, it's like almost like a dating app. You know, you, you put up a profile of yourself and about what interests you, your age, and things like that, your level um, of your language. And then you look for other people who are, who want to learn English and you want to learn French. And so you, you sort of pair yourself and you find someone. And then maybe, you know, you've got to have guts. You've got to be able to send them an email and say, hey, would you be interested in doing a language exchange with me? I see we like sailing or we do this together or we're the same age or we're lovers or things that you might have in common. But now, having said that, I'm on Conversation Exchange and I probably get yeah, you yeah, know, five to six, seven requests a week with people wanting to do exchanges with me Um, based on the languages I'm learning and people who really, really need to learn English. Sometimes you get people who... From countries that you don't really want to learn, um, I don't know, uh, take the example of African language or something, but people who are there speak more than English, you know, it would be nice to help them, but really I don't want to learn those languages, so it doesn't interest me. And I don't need any more friends either at the moment to do language exchange with, but there's no shortage of people who uh, would love to do an exchange with you in any language. So conversation, uh, conversation exchange I really like, and I've met many, many good friends through that. As in apps, um, uh, for Mandarin, I really like Skrida. Um, uh, Chairman's Bow, which is like movie stories and very interactive and something you'll be reading, but I just don't give it enough time. I don't have any time to do that. Anki's very good for, for flashcards, but I, I, I don't want to send people down the flashcard path unless they think it really suits their personality. Um, you know, it, it can be a rabbit hole you can go down and get stuck in and be overwhelmed by, it, but it does suit my personality because I'm that type of person. And and that's probably about it. Um, but get out there and have the conversations. That's the real thing, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to do is, is talk to people. You've got to be brave and have the conversations. And conversations.
1: Good advice. Be bold. Oh, awesome. Be bold, people.
2: Oh, Step oh, out there into the yeah. real world. <laughs> yes. be bold. Yeah, you have to. You have to do it, and just. And I'm still. I mean, it sounds like I'm really bold, but I, I still, I still hesitate a lot. You know, I can walk into restaurants. Or, um, I was in Canberra the other day, and uh, they had a multicultural festival on the weekend, and I'm walking up to the French tent, and I'm trying to talk in French, and I thought, oh, maybe French is better than this, but. You know, I was fumbling away going, oh, Natalie. And then I did it the same in an Italian tent. I was talking in Italian. And I thought, no, I've just got to be bold. just got to do it. let do it. Yep. Mm.
0: And we're always our own harshest critic as well. Like you know, this is you, you know, giving yourself feedback, whereas someone else external is like, oh, wow, she went to the French ten and then she went to the Italian ten and then she went there. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's nice to look at it from another person's perspective as well, isn't it? Oh,
2: that, that, that's the number one thing. I think you just touched on that. You know, we've got to stop being harsh critics of ourselves mm. and just do it. And you know what? You're doing a lot more than someone else is. You, you're learning a language, you're understanding languages, What I do love about my language too, and and I said to you, I get this buzz from conversation, is all the podcasts I listen to too. Get the SBS app, listen to the Italian news, listen to the French news. You you probably know what the news is talking about, but every day I listen to SBS, Turkish, Italian, Mandarin, and French. And I'm hearing the same sort of news every day, but I don't understand all the Mandarin or I don't understand all the Turkish but I'm pretty low well on 99 to 90, 95% of the French and Italian. And, you know, that's a great buzz. You know, I'm not even concentrating yeah. anymore to listen to them. I'm just listening to them like I listen to the, the English Australian news. So that's another good thing. Get onto the SBS um, yeah. uh, news in each, of the, in each of your target languages and, uh, you know, and just have it going in the background, you know. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, no, that's a lovely nice Wonderful. Good Fantastic nice
1: recommendations, Natalie. Oh, really appreciate it.
2: Oh, oh. Good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> now, we know that you're an avid traveller. Is there somewhere online that people can check you out or connect with you? You don't have to say if you would prefer <laughs> to stay anonymous, but if you would like to yeah. connect with people, um, yeah, let us know if you've got an Instagram that you're you're happy to make public.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that would be lovely, actually. Look, we, we have we have a sailing um, we have a sailing Instagram page, and uh, we're called Scout Around the World. Um, that's the name of our boat, Scout. And uh that was the intention is to scout around the world and we're doing that successfully. So we've been doing that um for five years now. We did have a, a, a couple of year break with COVID, which was a bit, you know, frustrating. And um also you can follow my language learning and look at the, me doing my lessons and all sorts of things at Natalinguist. So that's um, uh, Instagram at Natalie's and uh, Instagram and Facebook that's out around the world. Yes, yeah, so please um drop me a line, say hello, and uh, yes, and if if I've helped it, anyone sort of motivate them to um, continue with their languages, you know, just
1: just do it. We'll make sure that um, uh, Natalie's Instagram um, handles are in the show notes as well, so you'll be able to find them there and go directly to her pages if you'd like
0: to follow.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Nellie. Thanks for giving up your time to talk with us on Language Chats.
2: Oh, look, as I said, talking about my languages, I could go for hours. I love it. I love it. It's such a great, passionate thing to have. And, and I love talking to other people who love learning languages because Who get it. other people don't quite get it. <laughs> I, think. I think they yeah. look at me like oh, I'm a little bit odd and a bit strange or just a bit different anyway. So, you know, it's Well, you, like you are here among friends. <laughs> so it is. It is.
1: Thanks yeah. so much, Natalie. It's been great to have you with us on Language Talk.
2: Oh, thank you so much and uh, good luck with your uh, your podcast. I really enjoy it and uh, it's very motivational to listen to other people talking about their language learning journey. So thank you to you Thanks guys Thanks, Natalie. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Language Chats. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, then you can f- go to our website at www.languagelovers.com.au. You can also find us in the normal internet places. We're on Facebook, Language Lovers AU, and also on Instagram, languagelovers.au. Um, if you'd also like to get involved in the conversation a little bit more, um, we have a Facebook community um, and you can find our group at Language Lovers AU Community. We would love to see you there.
0: And don't forget you can subscribe to Language Chat so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a quick 30 seconds, we would love it if you could leave us a rating and review. We read every comment and we love hearing from you. Please don't forget to share the episode with other language learners that you know who might find some value in our chat today. And we can't wait until the next episode. See you then. See you next time.